Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. America and happy, happy Sunday. This is the Sunday Brunch Edition, one of my favorite editions of the week. Boy, we've had a great week. We had a big discussion about the border. We broke some big news on Hunter Biden. We've been able to go through the Hunter Biden and James Biden transcripts for new news. We're going to get more transcripts next week. A couple more business partners could be coming out. All of these are huge, huge things. And today, I thought we'd step away from impeachment just for one day. It's important, but there are many other things. And talk big picture. And there's no better person than the great author, the great journalist, the great TV host of No Spin News, Bill O'Reilly. He's going to kick us off on this Sunday brunch edition. In block two, we're going to go up to Michigan, where Donald Trump is actually leading in the polls over Joe Biden. He just scored a big win in Michigan's primary last week. Pete Hoekstra, the former House Intelligence Committee chairman, the former U.S. ambassador to the Netherlands, now the brand new minted chairman of the Michigan GOP, which finds itself in a lot of turmoil. It's had a rough couple of years. Pete Hoekstra is going to try to pull those shards together, reassemble the wine glass and try to get Michigan Republicans back on their horse before the November election. Have a good conversation with that. We'll continue on the very important focus we've had for the last few weeks on the southern border. Laura Rees from the Heritage Foundation, one of the country's premier security and border security experts. She'll join us for a frank conversation about what's right and wrong at the border. Remember, we had President Trump down there, President Biden down there. Very different visions for the future. Laura Rees is going to break that down for us. Then we're going to go out to the campaign trail a little bit. John O'Shea is a rising star in one of the open house seats in Texas. He is going to tell us what he's hearing from voters on the front lines, much like Trent Staggs did for us yesterday. Texas got a lot of border, but there's a lot of other important things going on in Texas, including a battle for the heart and soul of the Republican Party. There's a battle between sort of the MAGA wing represented by Ken Paxton and the traditional ring, old school Republican Bush era part of the Republican Party, typified by people like John Cornyn. John O'Shea will break it down for us in the fourth block of the show. And then we'll wrap up today's show with a really extraordinary man in the U.S. education front. He is stirring the pot. He's making teachers' unions upset. He's changing and combating Chinese influence in American public schools. He is the superintendent of public instruction in Oklahoma, 
where school choice has been taken to a whole new level. Ryan Walter will join us and we'll have a frank conversation about woke education, school choice, all the things that are at battle for the hearts and minds and futures of your children, your grandchildren, our future generations of American. Ryan Walter's absolutely stirring the pot down in Oklahoma. That's a great show for a Sunday, so let's not waste any time. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll start things off with the one, the only, the incomparable Bill O'Reilly. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of Pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't. You'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. He can talk about just about anything, uh, but he has a very important connection to border security. His great work over the years drove a legislative effort to try to solve issues like this in the past, though Washington found a way to kill it. He's the best-selling author and host of No Spin News. He joins us right now, Bill O'Reilly. Bill, great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me back, John. I want to talk a little bit. You and I are old enough to remember the 88 campaign, an ad that was done back then. Willie Horton, a guy furloughed, uh, created a heinous crime. It really backfired on Michael Dukakis. It seems like right now we have 10 or 20 or 30 Willie Hortons that Joe Biden's border has given us. Have Republicans effectively used these heinous crimes to really drive home the need for something like H.R. 2? 
We've got to be careful uh, exploiting uh, the death of uh, Lake and Riley, uh, just as I was very careful with Kate Steinle right. uh, 10 years ago, who was killed by uh, a migrant who had violated uh, deportation five times. Right. Um, we almost had it passed, Kate's law, which would have made it possible for the federal authorities to incarcerate someone, anyone, who comes back to this country after being deported for a minimum of five years, second offense, 10 years. That would have stopped a lot of this madness that we have. Yeah. But Mitch McConnell killed that bill uh, single-handedly, even though most of the Republican senators were behind it. And I don't think the Democrats at that point would have opposed it. Now we have a situation where uh, you have catch and release. This man from Venezuela came across in 2022, didn't ask for asylum, just snuck across. They caught him and they let him go. And that's the Biden policy, catch and release. So if you've got 10 million foreign nationals coming into the country, 10 percent of those are evil people because 10 percent of every group is evil. All right. No matter what the group is, one out of 10 are going to do bad things. That's just history. That's just human nature. So now we have these people roaming around. And Joe Biden, if he cared at all, would have issued a comment on Miss Lakin's death. We have not seen anything from him. No. He's here in New York, where I am right now, uh, money grabbing, as he's been for the last uh, two months. He doesn't do the people's business. He just goes out and gets money for his campaign and the Democratic Party. Did he issue a statement about Lake and Riley? No. Has he set up a meeting with Lake and Riley's parents? No. Does he care about this young woman who's now dead? No. And he doesn't care about all the other people who have been hurt by his open border policy. He doesn't care. That's the theme that should be um, emphasized around the country. Yeah, so important. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's one of the most important things to do, because as far as the Biden administration is concerned, there's been such muddy messaging coming from them. You know, Biden says he doesn't have the authority to do anything. We know that, in fact, he does because he used it on day one of his administration. He's now teasing major changes to border security. As you talked about with Kate Steinle and Kate's law, so much has happened between Kate Steinle and Lake and Riley. You know, hundreds of thousands of Americans killed, whether it's something like this with Lake and Riley or the opioid epidemic. Um, I think that the Biden administration is relying on the ignorance of a lot of Americans because maybe they're hearing stories like this, but they think that it's right wing spin. How do how does the Republican Party, how do Republicans running in the House and the Senate and President Trump uh, make sure that that ignorance is is minimized at the very least, if not eradicated, so that people actually do know what's going on? Well, they have to keep the message simple. And I mean, I think you have to tell Lakin's story and the story of the man accused. Remember, he is entitled to due process here. We're not convicting the man, but the authorities say he did it. Um, and the second thing is you basically have to raise the question that the Democrats are going to tell you, you'll hear it all over NBC News and CNN tonight, that it's the Republicans' fault because they didn't vote for this border bill that came out of Chuck Schumer's chamber. Well, I wouldn't have voted for the border bill because the border bill did not stop this at all. It allowed 5,000 migrants a day into the country unsupervised. That doesn't stop the problem. So it's smoke and mirrors and that Republicans got to simplify everything and they have to add some emotion to it. 
This isn't a wall thing. This is a human being thing. And if they do that, because most Americans, even the dimmest among us, they know this open border thing is a catastrophe. Yeah. Yeah. The polling has to show them. I want to turn uh, to the primary election uh, Saturday night. Donald Trump clearly now in command of the nomination. What are his duties now? What does he need to do to become in a position to win in November, Bill? Well, number one, he should ignore Nikki Haley and not attack her anymore because he needs the Haley voters to come over and vote for him. And Haley is done. She's finished. She's staying in the race because she's still getting money. She got a million dollars over the weekend, even after losing in South Carolina. A million dollars is donated to her campaign. She can use that money, Nikki Haley, to set up her run for 2028, which is obviously what she's doing now. She wants to raise her recognition. She wants to get out there and people know she is. She becomes the front runner for 28. That's what this is all about. Gailey knows she's not going to win. She's going to get waxed tomorrow in Michigan. She's not going to win any on Super Tuesday. She wants to raise her recognition and gather as much money as she can gather. So I figure Nikki Haley's good for another nine more days, maybe 10, and then she'll concede and endorse Trump. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's a great prediction. Uh, well, we're going to have to have you back on in nine days to see if that holds <laughs> true. Uh, Bill, you have another amazing book that I have no doubt is going to be another bestseller coming out this fall called Confronting the Presidents. Tell us about it. Well, off uh, Killing the Witches, I wanted to get back to uh, politics a little bit. Witches was such a big success. I was tempted to write another book in that genre, but we got away from the killing series. We're into the confronting series. And the book is Confronting the Presidents, No Spin Assessments from Washington until Biden. Every one, 45 wow. profiles. And it's a simple book because as both of you know, I'm a simple man. I couldn't write a complicated book if I try. <laughs> The book is, did these presidents help the country or hurt the country? As simple as that. But what's different about it is that we tell you who they really are or were as people. And I'll give you just one tease, and you can order, pre-order Confronting the Presidents on BillOReilly.com. We won't bill you until we ship. It comes out September 10th. George Washington's mother did not like him at all. Washington did not even go to her funeral. Did you guys know that? I didn't. No. (laughs) Nobody knew it. Nobody knew it. We dug out all of this primary source material that nobody's ever heard of. It's so fascinating. I learned more myself researching and writing this book along with Martin Dugard that I knew about presidents in my whole lifetime. So that's how much every page you're going to go, whoa, whoa, Warren Harding did that? Whoa. Well, it's going to be a perfect timing, too, because it'll be the start of a new presidential election fall season. It's going to be great to see. Bill, I want to ask one more question. Um, Confronting the president is something that journalists are supposed to do. And for most of our time as journalists, it's happened. You you do it better than anyone. I think you're one of the best interviewers of presidential candidates and presidents. Uh, It seems as though we have a media today that is too timid or too unwilling to ask the questions that Joe Biden needs to be asked. How do we fix that? Uh, It's unfixable. So 
what has to happen is that people need to realize that the corporate press is no longer going to give them unfettered information. But luckily, the technology has made it possible for Amanda, Solomon, and O'Reilly to come into your home anytime you want. So therefore, we're not as big as NBC, CBS, CNN, whatever, but I'm growing like crazy now, all right? Because I'll tell you the truth, and I don't care where the truth lies. I don't. I'm not doing ideology that's boring to me. But the corporate media has decided we are going to play to the choir, to use a cliche. So NBC caters to liberals. I don't think there's a conservative on the air on NBC in any capacity. We looked. We can't find anyone. All right. They're playing to their liberal base, just like the New York Times plays to the liberal reader. That's what you have. And when you have that, when your money is made in those precincts, you're going to spoon feed them that and you're going to ignore the other stuff. Folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to get an update on Michigan. Yeah, a little dysfunction has been going on in the Republican Party there in that state. But Ambassador P. Kostra, former congressman, former House Intelligence Committee chairman, former ambassador for the U.S. to the Netherlands, he just was named the new party chair there. Donald Trump is 100 percent behind him. He's going to give us a on the ground update of what's going on in Michigan a few days since Donald Trump won the Republican primary handily and clearly shows up in the polls leading over Joe Biden heading into the November election. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover rollover 
with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800-200-GOLD. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. Welcome back, America. Former President Donald Trump scored another double-digit primary victory, this time in the battleground state of Michigan, uh, casting away former Governor Nikki Haley's bid uh, again. Uh, it's a really remarkable. Five big primaries, five big wins, all double-digit wins, unlike anything in a contested primary in a very long time. Now, our next guest tonight wrapped up his own election dispute in the Great uh, Lake uh, State. Yesterday, just hours before the polls closed, a judge ruled that former ambassador to the Netherlands and former U.S. Congressman Pete Hogan was indeed the official GOP chairman of the Michigan Republican Party. A big win for all Republicans who are trying to get some sanity back in Michigan. And we're lucky to have the chairman joining us right now. Mr. Ambassador, great to have you on, sir. It's great to be with you guys. Uh, it was a great day for the president yesterday. I talked about about six o'clock last night uh, just to tell him we're going to have we're, we're going to have a double win today. Uh, the judge just ruled I'm the chairman. And uh, you're going to you're going to come home at uh, at nine o'clock with a big win in Michigan, 40 points in an open primary where Democrats, there was a limited effort to create some mischief, you know, yep. go across and vote in the Republican primary vote for Nikki. But the president brought it home. Yeah, that he did. And I think one of the more amazing turns was how much the current president, Joe Biden, couldn't bring it home. 13, almost 14 percent of the vote bailed on him. They preferred non-committed over their current incumbent. What message does that send to Republicans and Democrats about the fall election? Well, I think, uh, you know, the president believes and I agree with him. We can win Michigan. Uh, all the issues are aligning in an amazing way. Good for a Republican candidate for president, terrible for American consumers. I mean, what are we worried about in Michigan? Grocery prices. We're worried about gas prices. You know, the whole inflation thing. We're worried about what's happening on the southern border. You know, buses are coming into Michigan, dropping off migrants. Uh, people are worried about their own safety and security. And then they look overseas and you know, that's not a very pleasant place either. We can win Michigan. The blue collar vote is here, ready for the taking. I think Donald Trump is lined up to get that vote. That's what it, it certainly seems like that. And, sir, um, you know, I know as party chair in Michigan, there are a lot of things that you are going to tackle. The financial aspect of some is something that I think is glaring. But more important than that, uh, there is a divided faction, it seems. And unifying that party, I think, is probably top of the list as far as what's important going forward. you got to have all hands on deck. How do you do that? Amanda, I think uh, I look at it a little bit differently. There are two Republican parties. There are the grassroots activists, the people that wake up every morning. They go to work, uh, you know, they, they take their kids to school and those types of things. Those Republican activists, conservatives and independents, they don't pay attention as to what's going on in you know, the other political party, which is the actual organization of the Republicans. They're just fine. They're motivated. 
They know what they want from a uh, they know what they want, uh, you know, in an election in November. They're they're ready to go. Yes. The formal organization. Yeah, we're in debt. Uh, we have um, we've got some divisions. We're going to invite everybody in. We're not going to fo focus on personalities or those types of things. We're going to focus on one thing winning in November. And that means talking about the issues. Everybody who agrees with President Trump, our Senate candidate, they're going to be welcome to join with us uh, to make to bring home wins in November. And, uh, you know, but the great thing is at the grassroots level, Republicans, conservatives, they are motivated to get this done. Yeah, you saw that last night. There was just a lot of energy in all the places where polling was occurring, where the parties were last night. Uh, there's a get it done sort of attitude uh, spreading across Michigan Republicans. So I want to talk about uh, an earlier role you had. You were the House Intelligence Committee chairman, one of very many important roles you've served your country in. You saw what China's plan was uh, to invade our country, to take economic advantage of us. Uh, the Joe Biden electric vehicle mandate seems to play right into China's economic strategy to make us dependent on them. And at the same time, it plays against Joe Biden's electoral chances in the fall because Michigan auto workers are learning that Joe Biden's getting rid of their jobs and sending it to China. How is that playing out on the ground in Michigan? Well, you know, the uh, the one battery plant, uh, we're about ready to put a fork in it. It's done, uh, I think. It will be done soon that, you know, Michigan was, let's go back and educate uh, your viewers. Michigan was going to give $4 billion of incentives to a hostile country, China, uh, to their battery plants, to build two battery plants in Michigan. And grassroots Michiganders stood up and said, this is crazy. This is $400 for every single individual in the state of Michigan. It's not playing well. The other thing is, uh, and I, I was with the president, uh, with President Trump uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I just told us, folks, he's wrong on one thing, or he needs to modify his messaging on one thing. And I said, it's on electric vehicles. Electric vehicles are creating thousands and thousands of jobs around the world. Most of them are slave labor, low-income labor in Africa, Afghanistan, and China. And those jobs are display displacing the high-paying, quality jobs in Michigan, okay, the folks that, you know, the machinists, the tool-and-die folks. So, you know, they're creating mining jobs somewhere else, making us dependent on China, and the auto workers have figured this out. This whole EV incentive thing uh, from the federal government, from Joe Biden and Gretchen Whitmer, is threatening their jobs. Donald Trump is going to, you know, you know we're going to, we're going to open up the oil spigot again. We're going to drill, baby, drill. And we're going to you know, we're going to lower the price of gas. But we're also going to protect the jobs of these uh, auto workers right here in Michigan. Uh, you know, it, the EV strategy is terrible, especially when it's cold. And what? <laughs> you have a Tesla graveyard, not a Tesla parking lot, oh, yeah. but a Tesla graveyard <laughs> because it's too cold out. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, and John will attest because I complained about this yesterday. I will never again make the mistake of renting an EV to drive across state or across state lines to Phoenix. That was a huge mistake on my part. But, sir, I want to pick apart that 16 percent figure uh, of Democrat voters who voted uncommitted, because a lot of folks are saying that 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 is the progressive wing of the party who's separating from Joe Biden. 
I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that those are old blue dog Democrats like the auto workers who support for Trump on the other side does not align with their union's endorsement of Joe Biden. Do you do you agree? Do you think that 16 percent may actually not be progressives? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, I, I don't like the term uh, uncommitted or whatever. I would say none of the above. Uh, these are people who have you know, voted Democrat for years, and now they're looking at who's on the Democratic ticket, and they're saying, uh-uh, I'm telling you, none of the above. We don't like these strategies. They're hurting our jobs. You even had the head of the UAW, the president of the UAW, who said that a lot of my workers are not going to vote for Joe Biden. That was right after they endorsed Biden. And that's a huge admission from the head of the UAW that his, that his workers uh, aren't going to follow him and they're not going to vote for Joe Biden. Yeah, it's remarkable. The gulf between union leaderships and their members continues to grow, and it's a bad dynamic for America, I think. So I want to ask a little bit about the Senate race. You've got a very competitive Senate race. You've got one of your old colleagues, Mike Rogers, in there. Uh, what are the chances that Michigan Senate uh, is in play when we roll into the last two weeks of uh, the election in the fall? Well, we're going to win Michigan for Trump. That's going to help our Senate candidate. And I'm going to flip right back to Goshen, the Chinese battery plant. The most likely Democrat candidate for the U.S. Senate against the Republican candidate is going to be uh, Elizabeth Slotkin. What did she do? Think about this. A representative in Congress, she signed a non-disclosure agreement about the battery plant. So she could vote and she could discuss, you know, about whether we should fund this battery plant uh, in Big Rapids, Michigan. But she couldn't share with her constituents what she had learned about this battery plant. Mm. So, you know, you think about it. The Chinese Communist Party got forced her to sign a non-disclosure agreement to enable Michigan to give them $4 billion. I, I think this is backwards. I think she should be she should be disclosing to her constituents what was in this agreement to build a plant. And might have been helpful to know that some of these battery plants actually have connections back to North Korea. Uh, but I think that's going to be a big vulnerability. I'll get information from China, but I'm not going to tell my voters about this. Unbelievable. Folks, they're going to wear Laura Rees, one of the best border security experts anywhere in this nation. She'll join us from the Heritage Foundation right after these messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS 
They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title and your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back, America. Uh, All across the country, Americans are increasingly concerned about what begins in border towns like Eagle Pass, but then suddenly spreads all the way across the country. In this past weekend's tragedy, it was Athens, Georgia, a sort of serene town, a university town where the University of Georgia is, of course, as we spoke at the top of the show, uh, a tragic death, completely preventable if the person who's accused of committing it, just wasn't let into this country. We've got the perfect guest to take that on. Laura Ree serves as the director of Heritage Foundation's Border Security and Immigration Center. She's one of the country's premier border experts. Laura, great to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me on. Um, There's so much about this one case that really captures the entire uh, sort of left's uh, dismantling of border security guy gets in, gets parole, goes to a sanctuary city, commits a crime there, gets out, uh, no detainer made. Then he gets a work permit, um, rewarding bad behavior, letting bad people into the country. The whole thing in this one case, isn't it? It is. And the problem is the Biden administration is doing this in such volumes. We're talking about millions of people. And so this is going to continue to happen, which we've warned about ever since Joe Biden took office. Um, This girl, um, Lincoln Riley, represents every parent's college daughter. And it has really angered Americans because this didn't need to happen. Jose Ibarro, her alleged murderer, should not have been here, and therefore she should still be alive today. Yeah, great point. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, Laura, this this calls into question the safety of American university students because, you know, the University of Georgia is a part of the SEC. It's a southern school. I think a lot of people don't necessarily put that in the same category as Los Angeles or New York or Chicago or these places that are actual sanctuary cities and foster illegal immigration within their own city limits. This is a college campus. Is this a messaging uh, warning to parents about sending their young daughters off to college to these campuses? Well, unfortunately, many college towns are liberal bastions and virtue signal with sanctuary policies, which is basically a don't ask, don't tell. We won't ask you your immigration status and we won't tell ICE that you're not here legally. And then this is the result. Uh, Because elitists believe that such sanctuary policies would never affect them personally. And yet, again, given the volumes we're talking about, the millions of illegal aliens and too many of them criminals, here, uh, many more Americans are going to be affected, and possibly those very elitists who set these policies. Uh, But at the very least, Americans need to tell their leaders that they will be affected politically and their pocketbook. 
Keep in mind, Georgia has a a law on the books that there are not to be any sanctuary uh, jurisdiction policies in Georgia. And yet Athens, where University of Georgia has a sanctuary policy, the county in which it sits has a sanctuary policy, as as well as two other counties. Where is Governor Brian Brian Kemp of Georgia enforcing those laws and telling those counties and localities, you're not going to be getting any state funds until you end those policies and protect Georgians, as well as our students who come from all over the country and all over the world? That's a great question. And I I think we learn time and again that Republicans are sometimes complicitous in this problem because they don't enforce the laws on the book or they get in the way of things. The earlier block, Bill O'Reilly talked about Kate's law a decade ago. Mitch McConnell got in the way of that, stopped that from becoming a law. Um, Republicans promised to get a grip on this. That's why they got, I think, control of the House in January of 2023. But their record, other than passing H.R. 2 and letting it sit, uh, there's not been anything there. There seems like we're in a critical moment public sentiments rising. What are the prospects for a deal in the next uh, few days, few weeks uh, with Joe Biden to get something meaningful done at the border? Well, the continuing resolutions are about to expire next week to fund the government. And so Congress's most powerful tool is the power of the purse. And so members of Congress can say, look, we are not going to fund any longer your open border policies. We're not going to fund your non-governmental organizations and your sanctuary cities that carry this all out for you. Uh, We demand real border security and real policy changes that would prevent illegal immigration in the first place, not the joke of policies that Senator Schumer and Langford and others put together uh, in a bill that rightly died in the Senate a few weeks ago. Yeah. Laura, this time last year, um, the economy was considered the number one issue that Americans were going to vote on this coming November. And for a number of reasons, that has obviously moved down to number two and illegal immigration is number one. John cited at the top of the show the Monmouth poll that showed that 53 percent of Americans, in fact, do support a physical you know, fortuitous uh, or fortitude, um, fortitude filled border wall at our southern border. Um, You've also got Atlanta Journal Constitution, which is a very liberal publication out of Atlanta, of course, who on the front page published an article with a headline, something alluding to the fact that that what happened up in Athens reveals the porous nature and the fallacies of Biden's border policy. This shift that we are seeing as far as the polling leading into this November, is there anything that Joe Biden does last minute to try to turn that around for his polling? Well, he's going to try. He's now going to the border on Thursday. Um, But really, he wants credit in this election year. Uh, After three years of open border policies, he's had plenty of times to course correct, but he hasn't. And now in year four, when he's trying to run for president again, he wants to give lip service to border security. But I don't anticipate him changing his policies. He simply wants to blame the Republicans for it. Um, So I I don't anticipate him doing real change. Uh, I think he will just go through the motions and political theater um, and and take credit for it while blaming mega extremists for opposing him. Yeah, 
it's, it's uh, remarkable to watch this uh, slow motion train wreck just keep happening every day. Laura, I want to talk about innovative things that are happening in the absence of Washington making anything positive happen right now on the border. There are states doing some unique things. Texas with the um, taking over of the island, with the uh, floating uh, barrier, with the concertina wire. Uh, are there any litigation strikes at a community? Uh, could the University of Georgia or could um, uh, Lake and Riley's parents file a lawsuit and try to impose some consequences as a result of these continuing? Because every day there's a new Lake and Riley. I did a story yesterday. I mean, in every community, there's someone killed by a car uh, driven by um, uh, an illegal alien or uh, a developmentally disabled person uh, being sexually assaulted. The, the, the number of cases are just extraordinary. Is there a legal avenue that hasn't been exhausted yet? Well, her family should look close and, and hard at uh, lawsuits against uh, at least the university and, and beyond uh, for civil negligence, to be sure. Um, yes, unfortunately, Texas is kind of standing alone in terms of the physical barriers yeah. to prevent illegal immigration. Many more states have joined together to sue the Biden administration on various things, whether it was ending remain in Mexico, whether it's this mass parole, uh, immigration parole that Secretary Mayorkas has used um, and, and some other measures. And the, they've been relatively successful in court. And so, you know, we've been encouraging states to do all they can to enforce their laws and prevent illegal immigration within their states since the Biden administration refuses to do so. Uh, but something also that is facing Congress right now, particularly the Senate, is the Mayorkas impeachment trial. The House successfully impeached Mayorkas uh, last week, and it is incumbent upon the Senate to do a real impeachment trial. Americans deserve a lot of evidence when it comes to Alejandro Mayorkas, and this Athens murder is just one more example because the alleged murderer was paroled in by Mayorkas's DHS, and Secretary Mayorkas claims that all his paroles, and we're talking hundreds of thousands a month, are done on a quote case-by-case -case basis because that's what the statute requires. That means he should show America Ibarra's case and why he was paroled. Yeah, Laura, um, illegal immigration, I don't think, is a partisan issue. It certainly doesn't seem to be. Now, there are cities like Los Angeles. I live in Los Angeles. I know the way that liberals in Los Angeles wear that badge proudly of being a sanctuary city. But there are problems, obviously, associated with sanctuary cities. And we've seen some Democrats in, in state and local positions, some city mayors. You saw Eric Adams in New York. Our mayor in L.A., Karen Bass, has not said a word about the, the detrimental effects of illegal immigration on Los Angeles. Do you think that there are local and state Democrats across America who are fearful of saying something because of the Biden administration? Definitely. And you'll get, you know, onesies and twosies, whether it's in Chicago or New York City, of Democrat council right. members, uh, aldermen, et cetera, speaking out against the sanctuary policies. But we need many more because these mayors, while they will say, you know, we can't handle these numbers and federal government, where are you? They never reverse their sanctuary policies. They've just turned it into a grift where they demand more U.S. taxpayer money and state taxpayer money to pay for it. And that's why it's so important as the bills are moving through the U.S. Congress right now to continue funding the government. Everyone 
keep a close eye on if there's any funding in there to pay off these sanctuary cities and to pay off the non-governmental organizations that have built this very secretive infrastructure to operate this open border machine. Um, because that's all these mayors are resorting to is, is counting on more money, and yet they never change their sanctuary policies. So we need more local politicians to speak up against it. All right. Are you in a Texas state of mind? I am. It's a good time right after this commercial break to go down and talk to U.S. House candidate from Texas, John O'Shea. He'll bring us up to speed on his candidacy and also on the Civil War. I don't know if it's really Civil War, but an extraordinary battle for the heart and soul of the Texas Republican Party between the MAGA wing, typified by people like Ken Paxton, the attorney general there, and the old school Bush wing of the party, typified by people like John Cornyn. John O'Shea will bring us up to speed right after these messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back, America. We're going to stay on the border topic. And what better place to go to than Texas, where our next guest is running for Congress. Uh, John O'Shea has been making waves there. He's part of a new generation of uh, Republican politicians trying to push the party to stand up to its ideals. And he joins us right now. John, great to have you back on the show. Hey, a uh, pleasure to be on with both of you again. You've been on the trail now. We've had a couple chances to talk about when you first jumped in, and now we're several weeks or several months into the campaign. Uh, give us a sense of the sentiments on the ground. What are voters thinking at this very moment of history in America? Well, it's interesting. We're actually a week into early voting. Um, in fact, uh, a week from tomorrow will be Super Tuesday, which right. will be the primary election day for us here in Texas. And we have a lot of people out uh, manning the polls, uh, block walking, electioneering. And, you know, what we're hearing right now is that the, the grassroots and the base are fed up. They are tired of the establishment. They are tired of the Bush wing of the Republican Party. This is an America first district and people are wanting Republicans who actually will will embody those ideals and won't betray them the moment they either get to Austin or Washington, D.C. and and. Candidly speaking, I don't know that I've ever seen the base this angry or upset. And conversely, uh, we have an amazing group of volunteers, uh, well over 200, and the wow. passion and energy level is running really high right now. It's impressive. I love that. Um, and, and Texas 12, I think, is right outside of, or it's a piece of Fort Worth. Fort Worth is one of the few big cities in America that actually right. has a Republican mayor. It seems to me that that is a possible prototype for Republicans who are running in, 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 in localities, big cities that are typically blue. Um, what can Republicans learn from what Republicans in Fort Worth have done? 
So actually, you know, Fort Worth is the county seat uh, for Tarrant County, and Tarrant County is the 15th largest county in the country. It is the largest red county in the country. And what I would say is that the Republicans have really teamed up well to kind of take action and kind of make sure that all the outside money coming in doesn't unduly influence our elections. Uh, we control the county judge, we control the mayor, we control the commissioner's court, we control, to control the vast majority of the judges here in the area. And you know the, the district also incorporates about two thirds of Parker County, which is very uh, MAGA country. And, and what I would say is that you know we're, we're working as a team. We're not running as a bunch of individual campaigns or a bunch of individual elected officials. And I think that that kind of that synergy has really helped and helped us prevent, you know, the outside money and undue influence from coming in and kind of turning this area purple as they'd like to have it go. Yeah, it's a model strategy. There's no doubt about it. It's being looked at in a lot of places around the country now. John, I want to talk a little bit about that frustration, because I think a lot of people are unaware outside of Texas, the sort of schism in the Republican Party. Certainly Ken Paxton's impeachment brought it to, a, a, to the forefront. Uh, but there is a real effort to root out maybe some old school Republicans who vote with the Democrats and start to get more uh, uh, Republicans who are voting with the people of Texas. Tell us how that's playing out for you personally on the trail and what you're seeing every day. Yeah, for your audience that may not know this, so the Texas House has been controlled by Republicans for decades now. In fact, currently it's 86 Republicans and 64 Democrats. And yet surprisingly, they continue to elect Democratic committee chairs, continue to push Democratic priorities and kill conservative legislation. In fact, there's a news organization here in Texas called the Texas Scorecard, and they did a documentary called The Texas Heist in which they labeled the dirty dozen, the 12 Republicans who vote consistently with the Democrats to kind of sway that and control the power. Well, unfortunately, when Kay Granger bowed out, she deemed me too conservative, as she told a friend of mine. And she tapped a state representative who's been part of this corrupt cabal down in Austin for the last several years. And in fact, the dichotomy in this race couldn't be more clear. I'm endorsed by my good friend Ken Paxton uh, and, and greatly admire the man and how he shows the courage to stand up and push back on this unconstitutional administration. And the person that she tipped uh, actually was one of the, not only the impeachment voters, but somebody who worked behind the scenes to whip the vote for Ken's impeachment. So you have grassroots, America first, you know, a Republican candidate, an outsider, running against a, a guy who was a lobbyist before he became a career politician, who's backed by the bushes and the roves. And, and it, you know, this is truly kind of the grassroots takes on the, the rhino uh, campaign. And it's proving out very interesting, even though he's outraised and outspent me as commercials running nonstop. The people at the polling locations tell me that they're continuing to hear people say that we're, they're going to go in and vote for John O'Shea, that they're ready for a true conservative Republican. Wow. Impressive. That's great. Great for you. Um, you know, obviously, illegal immigration is number one on the minds of all Americans, especially Texans. But especially in a state like Texas, energy is something that's extremely important. And, you know, fresh off the heels of the Biden administration pausing LNG export licenses, you got 86 million tons of that that's exported every year. And I know that that's hurting a lot of Texans. Is that something that gets brought up on the campaign trail as well? Well, the border obviously is issue number one. I mean, it's probably one of the rare times in my lifetime that it's not been the economy first. Uh, but as I continue to say, you know, a country without a, uh, borders isn't really a country at all. 
And, and it, it's just every aspect of the misery that comes with that, from the cartels controlling our borders and the crime that ensues, to the fentanyl coming in, the human trafficking. Unfortunately, the Dallas-Fort Worth area is now one of the largest markets in the country for uh, human sex trafficking. And then also, you know, the fact that um, we're basically destabilizing Mexico into a narco you know, state, and uh, that's just tragic as well. And in fact, I, I will point out that my uh, opponent ran on border security and election integrity, and yet he voted with the Democrats to kill a measure that would have had a, a constitutional amendment to, in Texas that only U.S. citizens get to vote in Texas elections. But then with regard to our energy, yeah, it's there's been a bill proposed that we would join the national grid. Texas has its own grid called ERCOT, which has had some failings, but frankly, we want to be self-reliant and self-dependent. And the fact that this feckless administration continues to try and decarbonize our society when we're sitting on a sea of oil and gas and are blessed beyond our wildest dreams with it and just not using it uh, is just bewildering to people here in the state. All right, folks, one more good one to go. One of the biggest disruptors in American education today, the superintendent of public instruction in Oklahoma, Ryan Walter, right after these messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome back, America. The ongoing left-wing push for public schools to allow biological males to compete in girls' sports or use the girls' bathroom continues to incite conservative pushback. On Friday, Oklahoma State Superintendent of Public Instruction Ryan Walters made headlines after he published a letter that he wrote to Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona. And Superintendent Walters is lucky, and we're lucky to have him joining us today. Thank you, sir, for having you here. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be on. So tell us a little bit about this letter. We covered this on Just the News. Uh, there is a really remarkable message that you sent to the U.S. Education Secretary. Well, well, let me say, first of all, the Biden administration has been dedicated to transgender ideology in our schools. So we've seen it yet again of, you know, states like mine, Oklahoma. We passed the Save Women's Sports Bill that keeps boys out of girls' sports. We passed bills to keep boys out of the girls' bathrooms. But what does the Biden administration do? Well, we're going to weaponize the Federal Department of Education to force states to allow boys and girls bathrooms, boys and girls sports, and push this gender ideology on your kids. So I sent the uh, Secretary of Education for uh, Joe Biden a letter, and I really told him two things. First of all, if you move forward with this rule that completely overhauls Title IX and turns it upside down and applies to transgenderism, number one, we will not um, uh, follow it. Uh, so it's not going to happen here in Oklahoma. So just we'll get that straight from the beginning. We're not going to do it. Number two, by the way, 
the Federal Department of Education should not exist. Uh, there, there's really no legal basis to have a Department of Education underneath our Constitution. So, number one, we're not going to do the law, number uh, the rule change. Number two, we're not going to continue to allow this administration, this Department of Education, to weaponize it, itself against students, parents, and families. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Mr. Superintendent, I wanted to ask you, you know, Oklahoma is doing a fantastic job with this. There are other states like Tennessee who yesterday their state house passed a bill uh, banning pride flags in classrooms. Now, the devil's advocate would say that that's a violation of free speech. However, this is within the confines of a classroom. This is a teacher who has impressionable young children. And I would say that I think this is, this is an important step because even if you, if you ban the topics of conversation, you still have that flag there that represents something that could be a conversation starter outside of school. What say you? Yes, you know, we're working on some of this in our state as well. You know, you've seen teachers come in with their pride flags and really push this on students. We've even seen videos online of teachers telling kids they should pledge allegiance to the pride flag. Think about how outrageous that is. As a teacher, you're entrusted with young people. You're entrusted by parents to educate, not indoctrinate. And so there's really no place in it. And what we've seen is radical leftists masquerading as teachers pushing this ideology on our kids. And again, it comes down from the Federal Department of Education, its partnership with these radical woke teachers unions to weaponize the classroom politically. And the reality is, is teachers should not be pushing an ideology on kids. Uh, the kids should be understanding about American greatness in the classroom, American history. They should be able to have those kind of conversations around math, science, and understanding what they read. But what we've continued to see in our country is an education system that teaches kids to hate their country and teaches kids to hate their own family. And this is where we see one of the fundamental issues in our country is the breakdown of the family. Instead of undermining family values in our schools, what we should be doing is teaching kids that, hey, you need your mom and dad. You, We want your mom and dad to be more included in your, in your education. And everything we do, we're going to ensure that your mom and dad know about it. We're going to have transparency. We want them included. We know the family is the basic building block of society. And instead of allowing the teachers unions to break it down, we should be supporting it in our schools. Yeah, so many heads are probably shaking in the audience. And that's a message we need in our state, too. I want to turn uh, to something that I think you have led the way on, and that is the influence that foreign powers are now beginning to inject into the U.S. education system, particularly China. They seem to have two advocates. Sometimes it's a school district like you found in Tulsa. Sometimes it's a teacher's union kind of doing the work for them. Tell us how important it is to root out these foreign efforts to influence our ability to educate our children. Yeah, great question. Great question. So what we've seen in schools is you have a teacher's union that push, pushes radical left-wing ideology, a Department of Education that pushes a left-wing ideology. Uh, both of these left-wing ideologies are way out the, outside of common sense. Then you have um, foreign governments that have been able to push themselves into our schools, and China is the worst offender at this. And again, I want to show some intentionality here from the Biden administration. President Trump ended the Confucius Institutes in America. These these Communist Party Chinese plants in our in our college system and our K-12 system. President Trump ended that. Joe Biden brought them back. And so what you've seen is an, a, a partnership with Joe Biden and the communist regimes of other countries to say, yeah, we're fine with you coming in and teaching our kids communism. We're fine with you undermining American values. And this is what President Trump did such a wonderful job of. And while we've got to have him back, 
he put back an emphasis on our kids are going to understand American greatness. He's called the country. He wants to make America great again. He also understood that our students have to understand what made America great in the first place. And that is such a core function of our schools that we have lost in education. Our kids have to understand American values, American history, what makes America great. And they've got to be they've got to follow that calling as citizens of this country to keep us. Benjamin Franklin said, we're a republic if you can keep it. And it is up to our schools and our education system to make sure our kids understand that message. That's important. Before we go, sir, I think that there is a real timeline concern, um, especially if you consider the musings of someone like Yuri Bezmenov in the 1980s and the influence, you know, KGB-style influence in America's schools. We are decades beyond that. That is how long it has taken them to sow those roots, to see the fruits of what they have trying have been trying to infect America with. I'm worried that the timeline looks the same as, as it did from where we started. Is it going to be another 30, 40 years before we can reverse this? Well, that's an outstanding point. You're exactly right. The thing that we've got to understand is the left has been playing a long game here. They controlled our higher ed institutions. They controlled all the trainings our teachers had. They now control K-12 education and with their unions and the federal government, they have been embedding this indoctrination. We don't have 30 or 40 years. This has to be a sense of urgency. That's why here in Oklahoma, we have had an incredibly aggressive agenda on education reform to move our schools back. It's why it's essential that President Trump is elected and, and Joe Biden, who frankly, in partnering with foreign countries, is traitorous. I mean, that, that this administration has been willing to do that to undermine our country and our schools. President Trump has to get back in the White House. We've got to get education reform going. This country doesn't have 30 or 40 years on this trajectory. So while the left has played the long game and has us in this in this situation, decline is a choice. If we choose President Trump and the path to make America great again, we can get our country back on the right track. We have incredible families. We have incredible values, but we've got to get back um, to those values and that foundation. All right, folks, that wraps up the Sunday Brunch edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. A big thank you to all of our guests, Bill O'Reilly, Pete Hoekstra, Laura Rees, John O'Shea, and Ryan Walters for such a great conversation. In the meantime, I also want to shout out, and I've just put this on your radar, there are two historic cases working their way from the Supreme Court. Both are brought by my friends at the Alliance Defending Freedom one of the greatest champions of liberties in America, particularly those liberties under the greatest assault, the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion. ADF is there. If you want to say thank you to them, we're partnered with them for this month in an effort to try to raise them $5,000. And we hope at the end of the day that it will make a big difference in their efforts to win important, groundbreaking, precedent-setting Supreme Court cases. They got two before the justices this term. If you want to help out, go to adf.org slash john. ADF, that stands for AllianceDefendingFreedom.org slash John. All right, that wraps it up. Have a great Sunday. Blessed time with your family. We'll be back tomorrow with regular programming. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected, 
for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews.